0: Welcome to another episode of We Like Having Fun and Office Hours Live with Tim Heidecker Recap Podcast. We are live on Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern. I am down in Florida in uh, Port Charlotte visiting our parents for a couple days before I go to work in Tampa Bay this weekend. So uh, you're in... Snowy Buffalo is that the is that the case there? It's snowing. It was snowing.
1: It snowed yesterday and uh, the other day before that, but it's it's not real snow. It's just kind of like sleety, rainy business. Cold okay. bummer. It's sunny today. Kind and of, it, It's not as yeah. not as cold today as it was. It's kind but of crazy. Yeah,
0: April twenty third. Holy shit.
1: Well, if you live, anyone who knows that. <laughs> lives in buffalo or spent any time in buffalo that spring is the worst season and we always get some kind of snowfall in april so
0: yeah
1: that's just part of life but uh
0: yeah it's not bad for you at work though you must you like when it cools down a bit right better as cold at work or
1: i'm not really a fan of extreme cold or extreme (laughs) hot but i could just live in like a 70 degree zone and that would be great but
0: Yeah, we all could. Go move to L.A. Um, Well, we started the show off with uh, some belching, and Tim talked about how he heard Matt belch and said, that's disgusting, and that's what people must think when I'm belching and burping on all the time. And what do you think about the belching? you think it's disgusting or do you not care? you think it's funny? What's your feeling on Tim's burping?
1: I'm a fan. I l- fans that's,
0: pro burping
1: i'm a, that's a highlight for tim you know like if you're gonna do yeah. a tim impression you gotta throw a burp in there so
0: yeah they, there are some impressions tim wants the people to do impressions of him okay. and uh you know i feel like i could do like i know his old stand-up bit pretty well so i could like do an impression maybe of his stand-up character with the coke and pepsi and that whole thing i kind of have that like it's just, like so locked in my brain that i might be able to do it but that's an impression it's like you know what i mean it's, it's hard with tim because he has i think belching would be a part of the impression if you if you can belch on command like that the, like i can't so
1: well um, he has like maybe some seltzer nearby and you can just do that very simply if you do i that.
0: can't I, I can't even do that maybe i can um I think he can do it on demand. Some people can do it on demand.
1: Um,
0: mm-hmm. Well, Tim no wanted Doug to bring some energy. Yeah, Tim wanted Doug to, to get to a ten, and uh, he said, "Let's go, Joe." Let's let's hear what he sounds. Said, "Let's go, Joe." And uh, did you get excited when they said, "Let's go, Joe"? Now that you have the same name as the, the president, is that is that fun for you?
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: it's fun. I, I don't mind. And uh, so Doug gave a real, real 10. He really went for it with his let's go, Joe. Good job, Doug. Um, uh, Let's see. We had a lot of just, a lot of things that I've kind of noted that I'm like, I don't know. Like they're not really big discussion starters. We had, um, we had like Tim went like trying to get Trump to talk about John Lennon and, and Vic couldn't find the drop and that was kind of funny. So we played like literally every other Trump drop about different musicians, which eventually turned pretty funny. Um, we got into some opera stuff, not really worth going down that hole. Um, three stogies coffee. They got onto, they kind of went into detail a little more about that. That had come up a couple times and it's like, is this real? Is this really happening? What is this? Um, something that started as a gag is we should just start our own coffee to compete with the three Stooges coffee. They, they fully did it and you can buy it. It's just pretty funny. Um, the podcast, but outside guys, Tim ruined the surprise of them being in studio. Did you know anything about this podcast? guy? these guys podcast, but outside?
1: No, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I, have I any- was a little com- I was confused by this, that statement when it was like podcast outside guys, was being put out, yeah. I was almost like tricked into thinking like, are they shooting the episode, like doing the episode outside? Like I didn't Yeah. Even, oh, it didn't that's register.
0: a surprise. Surprise was maybe they're shooting it outside. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I did not. It didn't register as like, this is an actual thing that is something. So I'm dumb. And, uh, and then when they were on, I was just like, Oh, well I was tricked, but
0: well, you didn't do your research. I actually knew who the guests were going to be this week because I had a little, communicado with our good friend Matt the producer and uh I can talk us through a little bit of these uh a little bit of these bones that he wanted to pick with the old uh the old crew here um
1: I did know who the sloppy see. boys were cuz they've been, they've been on comedy bang bang
0: forever so yes. I, I know who those guys are You know the sloppy boys they're, they're pretty good
1: um, Yes yes yeah
0: I know who they are so we got to clean up a couple things from last week. Dion Warwick is 80, not 88. That was a miss here for me. Um, let's see. Uh, what else was there? Tim uh, or Matt actually filled in for the band Walter TV's drummer. Okay. Played in their band for a short tour in Canada a couple of years ago. They're good oh. friends of Matt's. He played drums with them the drummer of Walter TV is his name, Joe as well. So, uh, so Matt played drums with that band. They're, they're all pretty good, uh, pretty good pals. And we have a little confirmation about some of our guesses about the city of the day, which we'll get to shortly. Um, so we got, we got a first zoomer, I think was the first zoomer, I think was this country band that called in from the road that had a, couple of i had a couple laughs in there like tim was like uh, if this was very visual you had to see these fucking guys were just smiling into the camera
1: i saw he's some like, of that i saw yeah it. he's like, uh, i i watched i watched it for the first time like like day of uh mm-hmm. a little bit but i put it on at night and about you know a third away and i fall asleep so i i just listened to the rest of it today so uh, okay. I, but i did see that part and uh and uh, they were smiling big. And yeah, it was, Tim's like it you're looking almost... at me like
0: I'm a gorilla at the zoo. You know, I thought that was a funny line.
1: Yeah, I mean it was it was so ridiculous to see these smiling faces for so long that like it became funny.
0: Yeah, they you couldn't tell if they were frozen. It was like, is this? Yeah, it was, it was very cute, silly. Um, Tim talked about biscuits and gravy, diarrhea, and Southern accent, which came up a couple times. Um. There was some it got pretty dirty. You know, Tim was talking. Somebody called in with a Buddhist pun, and you know, Tim told a story about dirty penises, and it was getting kind of filthy. Um, this band was on the road. You know, his first show back, and I thought I would just mention that bands are back now. I don't know if you saw this news, Joe. My news. Yeah. Did you? You did. Yeah.
1: I saw that you uh, were dancing <laughs> around on a stage. And,
0: yes, uh, I uh, I was a special guest sit-in. Uh, I did a sit-in in, in Tempe, Phoenix, Arizona, on 420 for the band Spafford, uh, which they're a pretty popular jam band from the Phoenix area. They played their first show back in a year, and they had – They're playing at this place called the Marquee Backyard, which is a marquee theater in Phoenix, which is a pretty well-known theater. And I didn't really know. I didn't know this venue, but they told me, oh, yeah, it's the Marquee Backyard. I was picturing just a little backyard, tiny little stage set up with maybe a 100 people or something. I didn't know what to expect. I got there. In the Marquee backyard, they put on a they had a fucking gigantic stage with thousands of people, and like it was like a goddamn Spafford festival. It was a huge, way bigger deal than I anticipated getting into. And uh, but we had a lot of fun. They were nice guys, and uh, yeah, you can check that out. There's uh, been some kind of funny articles and stuff written about it uh, now, and. Um, you know, I went on stage and performed as Jam Band Workout with a jam band. Uh, very surreal experience, but very fun. So shit is getting long crazy was, out there.
1: How long was that workout for you? Was that like, like a two-hour show or something?
0: Well, I just went up for 10 minutes uh, in the first set and did like a one. And then I went out in the crowd and, <clears throat> you know, danced with people in the crowd kind of for the rest of the show and handed out stickers and took selfies. It it was completely insane. There was somebody dressed up as me there. Um, I had, you know, fans and it was absurd. I mean, you know, the people were very, very excited. The management of, like I got there and everybody, the whole crew, everybody was like, oh, hey, you know, like they knew who I was. They knew my whole story. It was very, very strange to experience that for the first time, really any kind of Even just, you know, a handful of people noticing you is bizarre. Um, So strange. I thought I'd mention it just because we were talking about bands being back. And yes, bands are back and we're out performing. And I'm in Spafford and that's a whole other little part of my life. Holy shit. Um, um,
1: You're an official member now, or are you going to be like with other bands going around? uh, Jam band to jam band.
0: Yeah, I'm going to be whoring around. I'm going to be in Spafford, but I'm going to take a hiatus. Um, You know, I talked to their management. I mean, in all honesty, I'll probably at some point in their career go back up with them. You know, it's not like a thing I'm going to go do all the time. It's a joke. Um, But the joke went off pretty good. And it could be a recurring joke that maybe once a tour or once a year, I show up for a song and do a little jokey dance. And I got along with the guys really well. Now I'm like buddies with the guitar player. We're texting bullshit. And it's just, yeah, you know, we just became buds. They're nice guys. And it was a really, really sweet crew and very, very hospitable, nice boys. And it was a, you know, fucking, it was insanely fun and very crazy. So I've never done that, you know, performing on a stage in front of a huge crowd and with lights and the whole thing. It was like, holy shit. This is, wow. Um but the response was really good, so <clears throat> you can find that if you want. If you're interested in watching the stream, I, I can't put it up yet for another few days because it's still. You can still purchase the stream to buy online. Um, if you want to do that for whatever reason, you can go to spafford.net. Uh, moving on with the show here, uh, I had to mention that it's a you know just completely insane thing that I did the other day on 420. Um, Let's see. We, we had a good bit going about Meatloaf's writer, Jim Steinman. I, I noted this bit, you know, Tim was asking who died this week and I thought this was a strange segment, but maybe one that's, I don't know. I kind of didn't mind him going through the people that died and, you know, it was, you know, sort of strange and led to this bit of, you know, Jim Steinman's brother, you know, giving the, you know, eulogy. at This guy's, you know, all this whole long thing just to tell this bad out of hell joke, uh, which I just found, um, I don't know, just found quite amusing. Good little bit. Um, we had a very lame hothead call in about rap music and Bob Dylan, which they called a basic take. And then we got to the city of the day kind of late, um, which is Krieger and Densmore's Creaky Dendors. Uh, Krieger and Densmore's creaky den doors guaranteed creaky doors. This is, this is kind of funny. You'll always know when somebody's coming uh, uh, in your den. Um, So uh, filled with doors puns. Um, Doug likes the uh, doors. Uh, You know, I'm sure you have some doors thoughts. We, we, you know, we're going to tell you about your obsessed, uh, obsessed roommate with the doors, right? You got to mention that, right? Doors were ruined for you. Correct. Is that, safe to say
1: actually that roommate ruined him for himself because he was such a, a nut about the doors in his in early years that he actually went full circle and, and started hating them himself. So <laughs> it, they weren't ruined for me, but it it yeah. was almost like he would put doors on or doors would show up somehow. And he'd be like, I hate the doors, you know? So he was, he got to that place. So I, I, I like the doors. Um, I don't hate any of their songs, really, and I I used to get bored of like their hits, you know, and I would like to go through their their albums and, and look for those deep cuts of the Doors. I I like some of the weird ones. I like the Soft Parade and yeah, you know, some some of the weirder ones where where I sort of enjoyed spent some time. But I, uh, I this this uh, Doors thing is it was funny that it came back so soon with you know these the play of words of these names it's it was a really good good one this week i you know krieger and like densmore's
0: creaky dendors yeah it was very good who would so so just to catch us up for last week's points confirmed cop slop was 100 percent doug so i think i will take a point for that uh because i think i said that sounds like a doug i know by the end of our little conversation you'd said oh it could be doug you know with the skateboards and Seven Eleven and stuff but I think your guess was for maybe vic and tim
1: yeah perhaps. i may have so, i may have definitely just stayed with that because i was thinking that you know trying who to do admit, you got trying to yeah. read into the thing but who do i got this week it's it got you know, for creaker and densmore
0: yeah it's been confirmed that, that, look, that everybody chips in but there is usually an, an initial just somebody like this initial kind of seedling is i think where we'll be able to be able to award the point who's got who's doing krieger and densmore's creaky dendors
1: that sounds like a doug from a mile away it sounds like a Doug from a mile away but i would i maybe could fall into a tim zone because it's so silly Mm -hmm. and simple like he sort of, to me, it sounds
0: a little like ruby ruby jewelry on me, a little bit. You know what I mean? It's like
1: yeah, yeah. Sometimes I mean, when it's, it's taken
0: so far, like I feel like it is. It, I agree. I think it is more of a Tim. It, and Doug played it really, kind of. He was just like, I kind of like the doors. Like he didn't. He seemed like he was maybe hearing about it, or like he wasn't that involved in it. I sometimes think, when he's involved, he's very like he's like just kind of quiet. You know, while the the ad's happening, and he just giggles at his own work.
1: Is it possible that like they're on to like? putting on a front of being, you know, not giving up the goods of like reacting to stuff because they're, they're absolutely now,
0: now knowing sure. that they're
1: being micro analyzed And so I don't I would,
0: think they care too much. Maybe Doug and Vic are, are trying to, you know, pivot a little bit to, to, you know, totally not Tim. Tim always just plays it kind of straight. So,
1: um, not Tim, but I feel like, uh, in the past, I, it, other episodes, you know, they would be laughing at their own, funny bits and like want to say sure you got that right tim you know and wanting to make sure everything was every joke was submitted correctly you know so Uh um i guess you know i'll be proven wrong maybe you'll just be like yeah this was totally a tim and totally uh could
0: be a tim yeah if your votes for tim i think i'm going to agree i think i I think it's also tim i think it smells of tim if your initial vote was doug i think i don't for whatever reason i just I don't think this one is Doug. I think it's too much Krieger and Densmore. I can't see Doug caring or thinking about the doors remaining members.
1: But it Tim, sound, absolutely. It, it doesn't sound like his uh, initial thought, Like, but it maybe could have been workshopped by a, a pun yes, master yes. like himself. You know, thinking about sure. it being a creaky door is so simple, though. Like, you, you kind of pointed out how Tim's puns are very... Simply dumb and and really actually yeah. great though.
0: Yeah, Krieger, Krie- Krieger, and Densmore's creaky Dendor like it's like ridiculous. The
1: door sounds silly enough to be a Doug thing to me, so that's where I, I guess that's where I fall. Is a yeah. whole a is very silly. So
0: and you need to get to door because it's the doors, which you know. So you got to make that connection.
1: All that rhyming and. You know, play
0: on the whole sentence. Yeah, there is, It feels like a Doug world. This uh, is the this is the den. Well, no, I think I think when they start doing the the titles of songs into the copy, you know, this is the den. That's, <laughs> that made me laugh.
1: That sounds uh, when they do the that sort of stuff. It's definitely a Tim or Vic situation. I feel like because they're.
0: I disagree. I think that's when it. I think that's when Doug sits there and writes every single pun he can think of, and he puts it to. Like, you know, but but I, it was it was said to me that everybody's chipping in on like a Google Doc that everybody's just putting, you know, every that that's at that point, it, it doesn't even matter. Everybody's chipping in a little bit.
1: OK, well,
0: but I to guess. me, but uh, to me, that does think I do think when I'm reading when he's when Tim's reading this, like, you know, the seven or eight different puns that that's like a Doug. Doug is like a lister of Tim is like, I'll give you one. and It's going to be fucking goofy as shit. Doug's like I'll give you like seventeen pretty good ones, <laughs> and they'll like you know fire off in a row.
1: I agree with you, and I guess I'm gonna land and just say that it was maybe born out of Tim and then Doug punch up and Vic punch punch up for all. The- I'm gonna
0: agree, I'm gonna just agree with that, and maybe we'll both collect a point. We'll see. Um, we got Eric calling on the Hothead Hotline. This was this was you know. Not terribly hilarious or anything, but you know, it's just kind of fun to hear Eric, you, you know, Tim's like, people are always asking, where's Eric? Where's Eric? I have wondered myself, like for how close Tim and Eric, Eric's been on the show like three times in the past five years. Like he's never, he doesn't seem like he's, you know, interested and they just, they keep it separate, which I, I think is nice, but it is rare. It is rare these days to hear Eric on the show and it's kind of fun. Um, so, you know, he talked about playing golf. I mean, there's a lot. You know, his main thing was his, his password on the high network didn't work. You know, yeah, I didn't yeah. think I, that I liked, was a, a really liked, hilarious bit.
1: No, no. But it was like it, it was almost like it was going to be attempted to be like he was going to be a little bit more disgusted by that. But then, you know, just be nice. But it didn't really come across as him being too angry and then. Tim was just immediately friendly and so it just didn't really come off as anything being hot-headed like but you know it was, I was saying last week maybe a celebrity will call in on the hothead hotline and it, there you go it, but it, it just didn't bring the juice exactly I mean Eric brings juice by just showing up and talking about silly things but it wasn't overly silly and it was just more of a, a boring conversation so.
0: Uh, yeah uh you know it, they like i said they talked about golf if you've been following eric online you'll see that he's been playing golf and i saw a golf ball with his face on it and you know he got an apple watch that tells you the yardage it's like okay like like a, a discussion about getting an apple watch is like you know just not yeah not they're, terribly they're catch, interesting catching but, you up know, on the
1: most mundane things that aren't like you wouldn't yeah. think about those two like who haven't spoken in a while to have such a boring. You
0: well, know. I think that they probably speak all of the time and that's why it's like, there's no juice because it's like, hey, oh, Hey buddy. Oh, it's Eric. We talk fucking 8,000 times a day. We've been friends for however many years and Oh, what's up man. We'll talk later. Okay. Bye. Um, But no, I, you know, it was a nice change of pace. I think they even mentioned later that he kind of like, that Eric bit kind of fucked up the pacing of the show a little bit because sloppy boys and podcast, but outside kind of got a little bit short because we had like a 10 minute Eric call that didn't really provide us with much interesting stuff, but it was fine. It was fine. Um, yeah, it was fine. Uh, sloppy boys. Um, I didn't know who these guys were. You did. Um, it took a while to get this going, but eventually, like I think the the going around, what what are you drinking? What is your name? Like who's who are you guys? Like that like took a little while and was a little painful, but once they once they got into their thing, I laughed a lot. I thought all their little parody songs were funny. Um, yeah,
1: I found it extremely awkward the whole thing. The whole like them all with their drinks, and then even like the setup to each one of their things was strangely like just not set up well at all and, and like i didn't it, i
0: don't it, i don't it, agree I, I think that there was some i got some laughs out of like oh yeah we were in subway the other day and we're like we were the bgs no were, but like, i thought some of those were okay by, the,
1: by the time we got the subway yes it, it, it was starting to be more silly the way they they were setting it up by then but it was like this drawn out awkwardness to each setup in the beginning like there was like three before we even got to bgs that were just like
0: well, there was the kick, Dropkick Murphys, the Eric Clapton, Beers with Lemon. There was the Shins. You know what happened was the audio died for a while, which slowed things right up. And there was the Zach Braff and Florence Pugh Shins song.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and that one just maybe wasn't as funny. Um, I thought the Clapton thought Beers with all, Lemon was good. The... How Cheap Are Your Subs Are Funny? And the the Shit Myself Lizzo song was kind of funny.
1: I, I thought they were all pretty funny th- ones. it, it was just—it was strange. Is that what how they, they do were all is, just, that,
0: is that their whole is that their whole thing. You know about them?
1: Um, it's not their whole thing. They, they, each guy is, can bring a lot to the table when it comes to, um, being improv guys, and you know, if you listen to any of the comedy Bang Bang ever, you you probably hear the guy do the John Lennon impersonation like endlessly and he's really funny whenever he is asked i was surprised it's very little bit of that happening um but they're all they all uniquely are good at being improv guys and when they're in the sloppy boys like arena yeah they're pushing these strange silly sound clips and things and have like they play music also like also but um, do they
0: have like original songs that aren't that kind of thing
1: they have like the they're sort of weird ale ish like spoofy okay. music. Gotcha. But besides that, they're they're like actors and improv guys and they're pretty funny and really good at just being funny off the cuff and so it didn't really go like the show isn't really set up for that the way they were presented. I feel like had they just come in as an impression and you didn't know who they were and that would have just been really good but they were presented in this awkward way and if the whole thing just felt awkward they were like sitting there straightly putting out these sound clips and the setup for each sound clip was presented strange and so it left you like yeah that's funny but it it just didn't flow
0: i i I want to say that like no, I, I want to say that, like, Tim kind of does this sometimes with interviews that he, you can tell he's not terribly interested or impressed with. That he, like, just, I don't want to say leaves him out to dry a little bit, but, like, you know, it's kind of like, okay, so you got another one? Like, you can tell he's almost like, okay, yeah, well, Sloppy boys, like, okay, what's your name? You know what I mean? It's just, like, a little bit, like, without the enthusiasm. But then it's like, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that's funny. Okay, good, And you know. I think... Um, th- it-
1: he was selling them a little short because they if had those bits been set up a little bit better and he would have been a little bit more. Well, he left
0: it up to them to set him up. I mean, that that was their that was their bit. Yeah, I you guess. know, three. I mean, listen, three different guys in three different places, and like the drinking, like it all started kind of bad. Like I think the drinking in the morning is not hilarious at all. That's like a different kind of crowd. Like that's not. I don't know. It's just like if that's supposed to be funny. I don't know.
1: No, no. It, uh, I mean, it was. It, I felt it was partly on them too because it was. They're like just strangely sitting there with no smiles and just straight faces. With yeah, they're like sunglasses wearing sunglasses and
0: be. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was. It was. It was bizarre. But I think once it got going, I, I did get some laughs out of it. Um, and I do think that when they brought in podcast, but outside when they showed up, um, and they played, who are these people?
1: Hmm.
0: I got some laughs out of the there who are these people, just the complete random guesses. I thought that was a funny uh kind of a funny bit that maybe I don't know, you know, like I don't know. I think the point is that I mean it's, I don't the point is that Moby's ever gonna guess these names, so just give a funny answer. Uh which mm-hmm. worked for the most part, you know what I mean? Like and they went like I think uh... the sloppy boys did a good job of like taking it down some you know, just like naming off trumpet players, just like things that had nothing to do with anything, and then you'd get like a Levar Burton. You just get these random. It's almost like a game, and like say one celebrity name and try to make me laugh with it. What do you got?
1: That's and that's exactly, kind of a fun that, game. Yeah, that that was what it was. But like we went like three or four rounds where it was getting repetitive after like two, and I, I, you know, I fell asleep. The first time through like and i was tired so that doesn't matter i came back i listened to the audio and i felt like this went on a little bit too long and i didn't laugh at all so i'm just a jerk at this point that was was waiting to be stunned by laughter and i, I didn't get it so i don't know i, I had Yeah, i don't know why you'd expect to be stunned after-
0: by laughter I, I don't know i i didn't know who any of these people were uh, so I wasn't expecting big laughs. I didn't know who these people were. I thought the game was kind of funny, and I liked some of the stupid guesses. They made, they did make me giggle a little bit. Um, but it wasn't like, oh my, this isn't fucking historical Office Hours live here shit. This is like very mediocre stuff across the board. I thought this episode was... You're going to be struggling to find a big high moment to like say, oh, did can't miss this thing from this week like it was gonna be rough except for I will say the next part the the podcast but outside guys doing their sandwich bit finally that Tim wanted to shut down over and over and over again eventually once he went through it there was some funny I laughed at like by again it took a while and then I got some laps out of it um, well
1: yeah i I would agree with you that uh he was wanting to shut it down as soon as it was getting good and as soon as there was like funny things to hear like it was apparent to me that he 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 wants to find the funny but he's he wants to move away from stuff when he doesn't find something funny so we we suffer through a long bit that was meant to bring the laughs and then there could be something there and he wants to push away from it faster i, I don't know it it seemed everything was discombobulated in the episode a little bit with the timing yeah i don't
0: yeah i don't think the i don't think the flow of the show was particularly great and i think people's heads were in different places at different times tim clearly wanted to get to justin gainer to talk about his fucking high network and you know i mean that's obviously where his head is at he's two days away from the fucking oscar special he's got a shit ton of subscribers
1: that's what i was gonna say the whole episode was just like Feeling like all he all his mind is on is this thing that's sort of hanging over. Which everything. is, that's
0: natural. That's yeah. natural. It's just like, so bringing in these random guys that they don't know that well, that aren't friends of the show, that aren't terribly funny themselves. I don't know these podcasts, but outside guys are that funny. They're, they're I guess they're doing good. at we learned in After Hours that, that this is their job. This is, this is what they do. And, um, you know, Tim was like, you know, <laughs> I was kind of shocked that that was the truth, but um, you know, some of the sandwich stuff was funny, but it's it's really not the type of bit that you're used to getting on office hours, like, you know, physical props, like, oh, we're selling sandwiches. And they were like, played it really sort of straight. And like, <laughs> you know, it's just like, if you, you gotta, you gotta, like, you gotta dance with that a little bit if you want that, you know what I mean? And I think the fact that they don't yeah. rehearse anything and they just, they just fly by the seat of their pants. Sometimes is like, all right, these guys are like, shit. Well, we gotta, we gotta bring something to this. What are we gonna do? Okay, we're gonna do this sandwich bit. We made too many sandwiches.
1: Well, it seemed like it seemed like Doug was onto it, and he was like, yeah, tell us about those sandwiches, and like, tell us another, tell us something else, you know? And I, yeah, for it,
0: sure. Doug was like, yeah, the sandwiches is actually funny, and I think Doug was like, it's been a while since anything's been funny on this show. Like, let the sandwich bit go because it's actually making, it's actually interesting. There's something here, sandwich water the portobella and orange, yeah. like that's a very, du- and, that, and that's also a very Dougie kind of a humor, I think too. Um,
1: sandwich juice, you know, that, or sandwich, sandwich water. Sandwich yeah. water was funny. You know, it was disgusting. It's silly a If you weren't watching, if you were there,
0: yeah. If you were is, looking, uh, also, that was very visual too. If you looked at this shit, it was disgusting. Like they made, they made all those sandwiches and they had a bottle of water with like floating sandwiches and it was disgusting. I mean, it was, so it was funny, you know, that they had yeah. a bit there. But clearly Tim was excited about his, uh, you know, the Oscar special, which he should be. Um, yeah, maybe that's a week where they, maybe that's a week where you, I don't want to go, you know, if you're going to be, you know, taking a week off here or there, maybe it's like, all right, just let him do his, just do the Oscar special this week. And I actually forgot before we recorded now, but we'll talk about the Oscar special sometime. I'm not going to have time to watch it on Sunday. I'm working. So I'll probably watch it next week and, um, we can circle back, but, I mean, I'm happy for I'm 4,800 subscribers. That's crazy. That's a lot of money. And, you know, I hope we get a lot of cool stuff out of it. Because, like, somebody even made a – Tim even made the crack. Like, we're going to have more than the Muncher interview, which is, like, <laughs> yeah, no shit. I hope so. Because you're, like, four pieces of – your four little lines of text as the Muncher interview. I get it. I get that, like, that's the joke. But, like, <laughs> you know, sometimes the joke being, like – Check out how little bit of fucking effort we put into this thing. You know, like, isn't that hilarious? Is like, I don't know. I feel like with Muncher, you have an opportunity to, like, do something actually funny, but it's, like, completely random, stupid shit. Which I guess that was the whole premise of On Cinema from the get-go was, like, we're giving you very little, and that's the point. Um, Mm -hmm. But I, I don't know. So, yeah, so the show overall, I wouldn't say was top tier. I'd say it was uh, not top tier, but it was fine. It was, um, I got through it okay. Um, I had to break it into a couple sessions as well. And um, I just listened to After Hours when I took a little jog. And uh, I watched the new Two Wet Crew video. I don't know if you saw that.
1: Yeah, I watched that.
0: I thought that was funny and strange, um, as they always are. And they used a... They're kind of up to their production quality, as as I think Doug mentioned at the Patreon. It looked like they used nicer cameras, which, <laughs> strangely, <laughs> I know this is kind of be kind of weird, but like I think Two Wet Crew, when it was you like you could almost get away with how absurdly absurd Two Wet Crew is when it was done with kind of the shitty cameras because. I don't know, it almost like fit that aesthetic more. Like when you like when you start using nicer cameras and it looks better, you kind of got to tighten it up a little. You kind of got to like maybe make the – I know what I saw was a rough cut, so maybe they're still editing it. But does that make sense? Like now that I have the nicer cameras, you kind of want it to be a little slicker. Like it can't just be so uh, kind of shoddy, you know what I mean, if that makes sense. That's, that would be my only input. When you like you bring in the newer cameras, you kind of got to change the vibe a little bit. It's like they, they did the nice cameras, but we're doing the strange old editing and shooting style, which made it a little bit – some parts of it I really liked, and I thought it was like, okay, this new shooting style is, is better. Um, but other things just really looked like this – this probably would have felt better if it was just shitty iPhone footage for whatever reason. I don't know why it's an aesthetic thing that
1: I didn't see anything prior to like what I just saw with that video. That was, I saw it through Instagram. So I don't know if I was even detecting the better uh, way to see it, but it just looked the same as it always like the quality. Oh, no was, no They use wh- like,
0: they use like nice cameras with nice lenses where I think all the other two at cruise were shot on phones. I'm pretty sure. But that's listen. That's me being a video maker guy noticing things. But but Doug mentioned it. It does give it a different vibe. Um, but it was funny. It made me laugh. Um, and I, I'm interested to see what, where it goes. It was a very strange beginning and ending. Um, I the reason I was, why
1: I I liked it is because I didn't understand anything was going on other than it was just <laughs> bizarre to to be like have a
0: yeah. Well, that's that's the two wet crew. Where they, they just kind of like figure out. A way to talk about being wet in water, and they just turn that into a little narrative. That's kind of what makes it fun. There's no, it's like.
1: So is okay, there Mikey, other other? There's other Wet Crew videos that.
0: Oh my god, two Wet Crew Joe. There's a whole fucking yeah. You know, so you don't know about the two Wet Crew videos? Okay, so this doesn't make any sense to you. What I'm saying.
1: I <laughs> I've seen like Doug's Instagram feed with different rap videos that he does, but I don't know if that's part of this. This seems like different. This is a different thing.
0: Uh no, this is just another two wet crew video, but like on YouTube he's got a they have lots of two wet crew videos. They've okay. been making them for years. Well it's, whole, it's I, almost like it's almost like Poundhouse, but it's another show that he has called Two Wet Crew.
1: Alright. Well, I maybe I'm just uh I've missed that whole thing a bit. So I've seen, okay. I've, seen okay. Doug, Listen, I've seen Doug's bit feed like with the little silly videos, but I didn't realize No no, realize this is not were, that.
0: This is not that. This is an actual, like, series of... This is, like, a show. Oh, well... It's, like, I, a web show. But they're all, like, four minutes long, but it's a, it's a whole show that, like, has a narrative that, like, you can follow along. But most of them are just absurd little stories. They're always shot at the beach, or there's always some wetness around. You know what I mean? That There is, like, a little bit of a
1: I probably Something have, that
0: brings it together.
1: I feel like I have seen something that happened at a beach. So maybe I've seen a few. I just didn't realize what it was. Yeah, yeah.
0: Two uh, wet crew is, like, him and Brent and Mikey Kamen, and they, that's... It's a thing, so... Okay, So you go check that out. Um, Vic directed a music video for Cuckoo Kangaroo. I don't know what that is. I have not seen it. Um, after hours, kind of quickly here, because I don't have a ton of time. Um, the main thing to mention here was the John Hamm story, which I thought was very amusing. Um, you know, this was an amusing story, and they all said it was going to be amusing, and it was, and uh, good job. You know, I don't really have... Anything to add to that story? Other than I thought it was, I got a laugh when the the outside guys were like, "Oh yeah, we had John Hamm," and Tim was like, "I can I can call John Hamm right now," you know, like, just like hmm. you know, you're not gonna be you're not gonna come on this show and fucking big time me to talk about how you had John Hamm on your show. Like we could have John Hamm on our show if we wanted. Okay, guys. So uh, that yeah, shows but- Tim's Tim's little bit of insecurity about how you know. I feel yes, like, like if that, you're
1: uh, yeah. if you're going to do the impression of Tim, make sure you come off as being like a one-upper, somebody who wants to, you know, be the best and be very cocky and arrogant if you want. And, uh, you know, have your <laughs> tone and like get, get a little loud on people, like burp a few times. That's the way. And I, I can't speak to how you would do that exactly. Getting his voice down is, I think, a lot of that. So, uh Good luck.
0: Yeah. His voice and his tone, it's, it's a very like plain. So it's not like, it's not recognized, you know, it's not recognizable. He just has like a very normal voice. It's not like, it's hard to do an impression when somebody doesn't have a dis, you know, uh, you, know yeah.
1: you know what I mean? When somebody doesn't yeah.
0: have like a, a specific accent or something.
1: Yeah. Well, Matt was worried about this because it would be a way where people would judge character well i feel like tim has is quite a character that you if you want to get into his like he's a nice guy but defensive guy like he has he you know he he has like this sort of bigness that you know Mm -hmm. is very unique personality so i think there is something there to get to it would
0: have you'd have to be like some yelling and some come on you know like just like you know some like uh yeah, I, I, there'd have to be something you'd have to, um, I don't know. There's a lot to, there's a lot of like, uh, things he talks about that you could do very easily. You could just be like, I love the Beatles. You know, you could like make fun of his thing in a way and just talk about the Beatles and talk about this or, yeah, you know, there's there was lots a... to do that way, but like actually getting an impression of him as far as his, like the way he sounds might not be easy.
1: Yeah. Just talk about your favorite George Harrison song off the album and, that that could be your way in and then you know get loud at somebody and but then walk it back and you know (laughs) get defensive a bit and okay Uh, that's all
0: i have for office hours this week um but real quickly let's uh i watched i listened to you we both said we listened to the uh poundcast and the most recent one I listened to, I know you listened to the new one with the guy that did Butt Boy, which I didn't see, but I did watch the trailer for Butt Boy and it looked better than I would have ever thought it would have been. Um, so I'm interested to hear that episode. <clears throat> I haven't heard that, but I did the episode before, which was just a Doug and Brent one. Um, I got some laughs out of and they uh, they went to a point where they're talking about Doug's new art ideas. Um because he went to a art show and, you know, was kind of like, oh, you could do this or you could do that. And I thought that was interesting. Joe, you got some bones to pick with Doug here, I'd imagine, about his feelings on art.
1: Well, it seemed like to me, as a, he, he was coming for me. He was coming for the art artist and just walking around that museum and saying, oh, that's easy and anyone could do that. And I know that guy. I've been to museums with that particular guy who's just – Belittling every piece of art instead of, you know, being impressed and you know, and I don't like. Is there any that sort of guy <laughs> a bit, and so I was annoyed listening to this a bit, but I know uh-huh. that they're just trying to be funny and. But have... well, is there
0: any is there any paintings that you see? Do you, I don't think like I don't think he's talking about abstract art as much. But you, do you have you seen some of the newer artists in the world that where they're doing characters and it does a. Look like the style they're going for is a very like childish looking, you know, simplistic. Where you look at it and you're like, "Well, anybody could just draw that." And for whatever reason, somebody decides that's an important piece of art. Does that? Do you ever have that issue with with things like getting very very famous or having big shows because it's like
1: I don't any, fuck, this guy I, I don't you know? anymore. I maybe thought that when I was younger and didn't understand, but after I did. Uh, study things more to academically not to sound like a completely idiot but it, i feel like a lot of that stuff there is totally a understanding of creating something and things that look simple sometimes aren't so simply come to and i yeah i, I would want to say that you know people will never understand certain art that looks simply done until they themselves are like Doing something and coming to it. And as they were talking through, like, what they would do for art pieces, you know, and trying to, like, spitballing things and saying, that could be art, this could be art, this could be art. I was thinking, like, hey, now you're understanding what a process is of, like, is it, do you want to be the guy who makes this, put your name on this piece of art, you know? And so those guys where did you don't... think
0: any of their ideas were fun i thought that i thought some of the ideas were fun were like okay you bring somebody into a into a room and they it first appears that it's just like that you're just going to look at paintings and then it's revealed that like you're on camera and people are watching you and actually the art show is like this other thing that like you've been kind of you know i mean just like some weird stuff like that where it's like the art is yeah. about how what somebody's reaction is to these paintings, and like that's kind of the observing of that becoming I, a piece of art. I, I know kind of I've future.
1: been, I've been to exhibits that are like already that exactly, but like yeah, there, there's conceptual artists that have done that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. There's there's an artist at a gallery in Buffalo who did something a long time ago, and it's it's an older piece now, but it's uh, you've probably seen it. You walk in there, it's. It, it's like a big room of mirrors and it's floor, ceiling, wall, everything, even furniture is just one big mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that sort of like has that repetitive way of just like, you're looking at yourself endlessly. And, uh-huh. and so there's a little bit of that sense sensory art and people do this sensory art in all different ways. And, you know, so there's just an idea and somebody brings it conceptually into a room where you can, walk around something or understand something and you think of ideas differently. And so, you know, they were suddenly brainstorming things to do and like thinking like this art's no good, but this idea I have is so much better. Well, you know, do it then, you know, that's what I would say. Well, so yeah, come. I think
0: that Doug. I think that Doug actually said there were some ideas that he thought were so good that he might save them. I don't think he was trying to bad talk art. I think that he maybe got caught up a little bit. I think, um, you know, he was just trying to simplify um, the explanation of that. Okay, you go to a, you go to an art show, and you know, you know, I, I don't think that Doug's the type of guy that would be like you know, I think he's open-minded to art and stuff. And he goes to art shows, but I think to, to make it clear, it's like you do go to art shows and sometimes you see paintings that are made by, that look like they're kids. And you're like, that thought can cross your mind. It's like, where I don't understand why this is important. This just looks like some bullshit that some four-year-old drew. And there's been people that have tested that there's even the exit through the gift shop, that whole idea where people are hacking into the system and saying like, what can I get away with? And things like that, which is, you know, there, there is a fascinating world there of, of how these decisions are being made. And I don't think it's all so clean. I think there's some dirty business going on in the art world. Uh, a little bit too. I've known about it, like where it's like,
1: I think whoever's deciding
0: too. this shit. Yeah. So it, it's, but you, it, it is confusing for people that don't know the lay person goes into a thing and they're like, somebody really is going to have to explain to me why this is an important piece of art and why it cost $50,000 for this painting. That looks like a child made it of whatever the hell it is. You know, like I don't understand that. I would never pay for that. So why, like, what is it? And you know, so that like real simple mindset, I think Doug brought to the table just so that listeners at home can understand what he means. But
1: yeah, I, I guess it could have been
0: rather than it's not a, it's not a, it's not he, a, he went you know, he
1: went there in the first place to a museum. I give him credit for just at least going and looking where a lot of people might not even get that far.
0: So. Yeah, listen, I, I'm not yeah I'm not going to. Sh- shit on Doug's, uh, you know, little thing, because I, because I got some amusement out of it. And I've actually, it may, it did open up your mind a little bit. And just when you have those thoughts, that is like you had said, that is what art is all about. Like what is making, you know, thinking about why it is, you know what I mean? That is, you know, and that is that kind of uh that kind of challenge that is presented to you when you're observing any kind of art or anything is why is it important to people like it's sometimes it's fascinating um you know it's fascinating yeah. to, to to learn why something is good or bad or you know what makes it you know yeah. well, special th- or why, why people put a value this is this is the whole thing is people put a value on these things which is the awkward thing right
1: yeah i guess i was just annoyed by it the way it was being presented They they were coming to the point of where yes art is actually cool when you start to brainstorm and think about the possibilities of it but it, they were just sort of like stumbling to that point of just like yeah, I whatever we could do is way better. I have this idea. That this would be really cool. Like I get that. Just nah, the way I don't it think came, it, I don't it think came they were, off to me. Yeah, okay, I, I, yeah, I was okay. sli- I was just I slightly annoyed, but I was maybe you're a you know, painter led into of course. Room of of course just, you
0: were.
1: They came to that after insulting you know the art that possibly could have been cool. So I don't know. I, sure. I, I would want to. Say if I was in the conversation, like that, that wasn't nice uh, to <laughs> me as someone who, you know, uh, looks at that art, and doesn't feel the same way. So, but uh, it doesn't matter. It, and so the episode pushed my buttons a little bit, I guess, is where I, good. where I come off at. And then, you know, now that I'm allowed to be in these after dark discussions, like I'm seeing that. You know, maybe, you know, the it's just an extension of, you know, more ideas that aren't any more exciting than the main show. It's just an extension. So now that I'm led into that room I can see there's not some hot takes living beyond that, you know. Maybe oh, you're you
0: expecting like different material or something or no not,
1: not exactly, but you know how like they're like we're going to stop right here but if you're at the after dark you're going to hear some more stuff and it, well yeah, you, you, when you're it ex- when you're excited for a certain guest or like what they're talking about and you don't want it to end that's where it's going to be good but where it's just like maybe an extension of like yeah they actually did say everything they needed to say and, and now it's just kind of like monotonous yes that i discovered that maybe the past couple after darks and i'm just sort of like they're now they're going to increase the price of the, which they're warranted to do so because you know why not? But
0: um, I didn't know I'm, about that. I haven't listened to the most recent episode, but
1: it was Shots it fired. was announced. It was announced that uh, you know they they don't charge enough, so they're going to up up the ante on that. And
0: uh-huh.
1: I'm now thinking like, do I stick around? And do I want to stick around because the content is good and worth it, or can I just live on the main show where I where I was before and, and feel like I I'm not probably missing out on too much? So, you know, in one context, the Patreon for Office Hours, you, you get a lot of extra good stuff. Will I get that over on the Poundcast? But you know, maybe not.
0: All right. Well, Joe throws it to the Poundcast to uh, you know. He has, uh, he has some expectations. If you're going to up the price, you better start adding some more content because office hours gives you after hours. But <clears throat> I think they, they had asked, do we need to do the video or anything? I don't know. I'm never watching the video feed. So I think if that's taking up extra time or if they think that's special, probably not. I don't think anybody's paying to watch you guys have a Zoom call. Um, so, you, yeah, I think I agree. If you're going to up the price, which I didn't know about, you're going to have to bring more content. You're going to have to do more fun stuff and and make it worth our while. But you know, all these guys do a lot of stuff for free and it's been for a long time. So I don't have a problem. The fact that I've been milking off these guys content for years and years, if they want to up their thing by a buck or two, I don't know what, what it is, but, um, but you know, there are people like you that are like, you know what? I I pay for a lot of these Patreons and I'm going to sift through and see if they're worth it or not. And you know, that's, that's very reasonable. I think these guys need to know that there are people out there like you that are like, we're thinking about making a change. What does that mean? Does that mean we're just going to keep doing like these pretty basic extensions of the same show that don't really add that much? That are just like 30 minutes longer of the same program? Or does it mean we're going to be giving you some exciting new stuff and we're going to even hold stuff some stuff back and it's going to be worth it? So balls in your court, Doug from joe passed it over to you so we'll see what you do with that information um but yeah that's our little pound cast recap which uh i'm excited to to sneak a little have a little doug talk at the end of the show week to week um but that's gonna do it i have to go uh thank you for tuning in um joe's artwork is at joseph allen art on instagram and on his website com, you can go look and see what you think talking about art
1: you can follow or unfollow you know
0: follow or unfollow joe offers uh, that up um so i get uh, get a lot of
1: unfollows you know
0: get a lot of unfollows well you know when you have a lot of followers you tend to get some unfollows what are you gonna do yeah um so uh my shit is uh, all over the place. You can follow me on the W L what is it, W we like having W L H F pod on Twitter. That's where we talk about this show. Um Jam Band Workout is my new exciting workout program that's blowing up all over the world. We're in the paper, we're performing live. Get on board, lose some weight, have some fun, have some laps um and yeah that's about it for me for now um i do have very exciting new things coming up and we're probably going to have to scale this show back down a little bit in the coming weeks and months um but we'll discuss that later for now we will see you next time on we like having fun thanks everybody have a good week